Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Amy Porterfield, and we'll explore webinar marketing strategy. If you have always wanted to figure out how to use webinars to market and sell whatever it is you have to sell, you are going to absolutely love this podcast episode. As a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if you decide to listen to it more than once. It's absolute solid gold. By the way, if you want to tag me on Instagram, I am at Stelzner, or if you want to email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com, you can communicate with me that way as well. And if you're new to this podcast, please do hit that subscribe button. I've got an amazing lineup of experts coming to you in the coming weeks. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. All right, let's transition over to this week's episode with Amy Porterfield. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by the one and only Amy Porterfield. If you don't know who Amy is, you need to know who she is. She's an expert on webinars and course creation. She's someone who has been actively part of the social media marketing community for a very long time. She's host of the very popular podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, and her course is called Digital Course Academy. Amy, welcome back to the show for the sixth time. Sixth time? I am so honored. Thanks so much for having me. It's always fun. Super awesome to have you. Today, we're going to talk about something I don't know a lot about, but Amy knows a lot about, which is marketing with webinars. And 
We're going to break down her proven process, and I'm going to ask her 10,000 questions. But before we go there, Amy, let's talk about the connection that we have. How do we know each other? Where do you want to start? Because I think it's a cool story that we haven't talked about in a long time. Oh, my goodness. We have to start from the very beginning when I was still working for Tony Robbins. And I was the director of content development, which meant I worked on a lot of the content that Tony created. And we needed a white paper. Mm. That really takes us back, right? Yeah. And I used to be a known as the guy that wrote white papers. And you, I think you tweeted me, didn't you? I did because Mari Smith said, I know a guy who does amazing white papers. You should reach out to him. So I tweeted you, which I don't even use Twitter anymore. So it's so funny that that was the way we communicated in the beginning. And you started to write a white paper for Tony and I was the middle woman. So you would write it. Tony would read it. Tony would give me feedback and then I would communicate it to you. And part of that is Tony uses very colorful language, (laughs) (laughs) colorful language. Exactly. Well, and I have to add a little bit in here and we're not just talking about any language. We're talking like 40 page transcripts coming back with like certain parts just blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And so when you work with Tony, it's a very different experience and you're like, holy cow, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Right. And so I was the the middleman in that whole situation. And thank goodness I got to be because that is how our friendship started. And not to take over the whole story, but I will say, because I remember it very vividly, you and I became friends. You became a mentor very early on. And as you were perfecting your white page, you were like basically giving me marketing lessons in the mix. And I confided in you that I was thinking about leaving or that I knew I was going to be leaving and starting my own business but I was very uncertain about it all. And you actually said, all right, well, when you leave, give me a call. I've got this new thing starting called Social Media Examiner. It hasn't even launched yet. You could come and do, you know, some work for us. And you were literally the first person to hire me outside of Tony Robbins. Yeah. And it's crazy because that feels like forever ago, doesn't it? A lifetime ago. That was almost 11, actually almost exactly 11 years ago as of the broadcast of this recording. And back then we were just a little speck. And Amy, you came with me to conferences and I did interviews. And I think you helped also with set up our Facebook page, if I'm not mistaken. Does that sound right? Yeah. So I got to go to Blog World with you and I wrangled people to come do interviews with you for the new website. And I was starstruck by everybody in the industry. Do you remember what I told you? Do you remember we sat at a dinner and I said, one day you're going to be like these people. Do you remember that? I do vividly. I remember you thinking, Amy, you think these people are such a big deal. One day you're going to be in the mix here. And it felt like you were crazy, which is so fun to look back on. And then you're right. You started a Facebook group and you let me be the community manager. So that's where I learned a lot because I got my start with teaching Facebook marketing. And so it all really started with getting in the social media examiner, Facebook community. And what was really great Mike, is that you gave me a shot when I didn't have a lot of experience. And I really remember that when I want to give people a shot in my business, that they could turn out to be something amazing, but they just don't know it yet. So that has taught me a lot. Yeah. And just to be clear, it was a Facebook page, actually. I don't even know if they had groups back then. Oh, but that's a great it was, point. It was a Facebook page. And, you know, Amy, for those that remember, went on to co-author a book on Facebook and became one of the top people in the world of Facebook and then went and started a podcast, which is now huge, even bigger than my podcast. And 
Tell everybody what you're doing now. So now I primarily focus on helping people take their expertise, knowledge, and know-how and turn that into a digital course that they could sell over and over again. And I teach people how to market their digital courses with webinars. So that's my area of expertise. And what is that product called? Digital Course Academy. Thanks for asking. And Digital Course Academy is something I launch at least once a year. And it's everything you need to know to create a digital course from scratch. And then from there, how to market it online with webinars and email marketing. And for what it's worth, I created a course, many of you know, for the very first time called Becoming Well-Known. And I followed Amy's methodology. It totally works. But I didn't do the webinar side of it, which is probably something I know I need to do, which is the reason I'm bringing you on today, because what Amy does really well, it's going to blow your mind. Um, What I love about the work that you do, Amy, is you've done this so many times, the webinar stuff, right? And you've each year you kind of iterate it and make it better and make it stronger. And what I would love to ask is for those marketers that are listening right now, whether they're marketing their knowledge or some other thing, you know, what is it about webinars? Why it feels like old fashioned technology, but what is it about webinars in particular that us marketers ought to pay attention to? Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yes. And I love that you said it kind of feels old fashioned because webinars were incredibly popular when I came on the scene 11 years ago. I mean, I did my very first webinar with Tony Robbins where I deleted all 800 participants the night before. So like I've been dealing with webinars for a long time and making all the mistakes that you could possibly make and learning along the way. And so the reason why they're still just as popular, if not more, especially now, because a lot of people turn on their video camera with a webinar. So it's a totally different element to the mix is because with webinars, you give before you ever ask for anything in return. So for a good 30, 35, 40 minutes, you are teaching, you are adding value, you are helping them with a new mindset or a new decision they need to make or a new understanding so that if they walk away from your webinar, I have this motto every time I do a webinar, I say, no matter if they buy or not, they walk away feeling excited and inspired and driven to take take action, no matter if they buy or not. So going into a webinar with that mindset, you're there to serve. So you give more value than you can with a lot of other marketing strategies. And that's why I think they're so powerful. Let's kind of expand a little bit because you could technically do the same thing with a video, but I think that there's some unique angles that the webinar brings to the table, right? First of all, live experience, right? Right. You want to talk about that? I mean, and then also the fact that they have to register for it. So you generate the lead. So this is actually a really powerful system, if you will, where if you just went live on social media, you know, there isn't necessarily any, you could do the same thing on live video. I mean, let's be intellectually honest, you could, right? But doing it through a webinar allows you to kind of uh, generate those emails, right? And ultimately uh, create kind of a unique experience that's on a platform that is not going to be uh, algorithmically deciding who gets to see it, right? It's so true. I'm glad you brought all of this up because doing a webinar is one thing. Doing a webinar in the formula that I teach, not to brag, but it's a whole different experience that I know we're going to drill down to. So I'm so excited about this episode. But we're talking about a formula, a roadmap with your webinar. You're not just jumping on and teaching some stuff and then selling something. There's actually a formula to how you create the flow of your webinar. So you're right. It's a huge list builder. One of the things that I've been doing since day one is webinars, and it's 
that's why I have such an engaged, solid email list. But number two, there's a flow to this and there's a formula that people who have successful webinars follow so that people are engaged the whole time, so that they're uh, answering questions during their webinar. They're, They're making new decisions so that when you get to the point that you're selling, they really feel solid that they're ready to jump in. So there really is a difference between just doing live video on Facebook. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is you're not distracted as a user who's participating in the webinar by all these other notifications, right? Because when you're actually on like Facebook, it's going to pop up every time somebody comments on one of your things. They're going to do everything in their power to lure you away from the live stream, right? But in the case of a webinar, you're typically using some sort of an app or a tool that creates a fully kind of immersive experience without any distractions, which I think is super powerful because if there's one thing we as marketers want is we want the attention, right? The undivided attention in an ideal world of our audience. It's probably the closest thing to getting someone into a room together. Don't you agree? One million percent. We've done a lot of testing where we've actually taken our webinar and put it on Facebook. And one thing we know for sure is that a a webinar that is outside of Facebook on its own platform converts so much better. And some of my students didn't believe me until recently. They're like, "Okay, we'll give it another shot. And now they're sold. So that is a huge factor as well. Now, having said all this, everything we're about to talk about, it could be employed for live video, too, couldn't it? For the most part, it could, it could definitely. So you've got to experiment and do your own thing. I think most importantly is this formula we're going to talk about. Right. So some of what we're going to talk about could be systematically applied to any live kind of uh, training experience, but we're going to talk about a lot more that's going to be exciting. So let's get into this, like at a high level, what's your process? Let's explore that. So the process is to look at a webinar experience as the pre-webinar And then the live webinar, like what happens during a webinar and then post webinar. So here's where the formula starts pre live and post. And I think we should break each of them down. Perfect. So just at a high level, the pre stuff is all the preparation, presumably that you've got to do to get ready for that webinar. And then the the stuff in the middle is what happens while you're there. And then the post is everything that happens after everybody has left the webinar. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Yes. And the post is primarily email marketing and we'll get into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's start with what are the things we need to be thinking about, you know, in the pre-webinar stage? So there's three main areas that you want to think about. Number one, your webinar topic. Number two, how you're going to promote this webinar. And three, how you're going to get people to show up live. So if you're cool with it, Michael, I want to just break them all, all three down. Yeah, keep going. Okay. So let's talk about webinar topic. I'm going to talk about this in terms of you have created a digital course, but if that's not your thing, you can put in anything else you want, group coaching, consulting, service-based business, but let's talk about it in in the form of you're doing a webinar to sell a digital course. I'm going to use my own webinar and my course as an example, since we already talked about that, just to kind of paint the picture. Perfect. So with a webinar topic, really when it comes to webinars, great webinars address a problem and give insight toward a solution. So your webinar will show your audience what's possible. The goal of your webinar is to lead your attendees to one of the following, a new mindset shift, a new opportunity, 
a new understanding, that's a big one, a breakthrough of some sort, a new habit or a new decision. So a compelling webinar will help them get to one of those different things that I've mentioned. Now, your webinar topic should be aligned with the content of your course. Hold on a second. You said mindset, opportunity, understanding, breakthrough. Do you remember what the other ones were? A new habit of some sort or a new decision. So why? Talk about the why behind that. The why behind it is that you want people, remember I said they're excited, they're inspired, they're driven to take action no matter if they buy or not. So the webinar content to inspire them and drive them to take action, they have to feel something new or have a new understanding so that they are ready to do something about it. Just watching a webinar for 45 minutes to an hour and they don't do anything, it's a huge waste of time. So the reason why you want some kind of breakthrough or new habit or new decision is so that it will ignite action after the webinar. Got it. So it seems to me, if I could reinterpret what I'm hearing you say, is that you want someone to walk away saying, wow, something happened during this experience and how much more valuable would it be if I bought X? Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because on your webinar, when you're teaching, when you're giving value, you want to make sure that it's the webinar topic is so aligned that the next logical step is to buy your digital course. Perfect. Okay, cool. That's why it's so important. So if that's the case, if the next logical step is going to be to buy your digital course, then with that, I always give my students a golden question to ask when they're thinking about their webinar topic. And that is, what does my ideal customer need to know, understand, or believe before he or she is ever willing to buy my course? All right. Now I'm going to give you an example here. I have a webinar. I call it a masterclass. And that's the thing with webinars. That word has been used so much. It is definitely a little bit old school. So a workshop, a masterclass, changing even the language around it uh, gives it a different feel. So we call ours masterclasses. And my masterclass is how to create and launch a profitable digital course from scratch. Mm. The subtitle is the five behind the scenes secrets to generate revenue year round. So my masterclass is to help people understand what it takes to create and launch a digital course. What goes into it? Who is a good fit for that? How would you know even how to get started? Because if you have that new understanding, that's what my masterclass does, a new understanding, then you're excited. You're like, okay, I want to do this. I don't know how to do it exactly, but I get what it takes to make it happen. And I understand I'm a good fit based on what I just learned. Let's do this. And let's do this means let's join your course. Let me ask you, how did you come up with this topic? Was this a trial and error and kind of like objection handling kind of thing and why people didn't buy and then you realized you needed this to kind of help warm them up? Yes, you hit it right on the head. It was objections that I've gotten along the way. So in the beginning, you are experimenting with your webinar topic, uh, but the more you understand your audience, the more you'll hit it on the head right out of the gate. This topic is a little bit different than what I did last year. And what I learned from last year to this year is this idea from scratch is important because people are just starting out. Hmm. And the other thing is they want to create revenue year round, especially at the time that we're recording this during a pandemic, what life is like right now, what the world feels like, people feel uncertain and shaky. And so in order to create revenue year round, that is incredibly attractive. So I'm also being very aware of what's going on in the world. 
how do you come to the understanding of this topic, especially for people that may not have as much insight as you do? Is this what, what advice would you have? Because obviously there's a million different things they could choose, but do you have any suggestions as far as like, you know, what did you do to come to this topic and, and what wisdom can we gain from that? Two things. One, I asked a lot of questions, social media, email marketing, a survey, any of that works, Perfect. but I call it the magic wand question. So in my case, I asked a question such as, if you wanted to create a digital course, what's the number one thing that's stopping you from doing so? Mm-hmm. And right away I heard, I wouldn't even know where to start. That feels very overwhelming. That feels like it takes a lot of time or I need to do X, Y, Z, create my website before I do it or anything like that. So I asked this magic wand question. Anyone listening right now could change that magic one question to work for you, but I wanted to know what was stopping them. And typically what's stopping people from doing what you want to sell, there's a webinar topic in that. Mm, Perfect. And the second thing really quickly is I do a lot of Q and A's on Facebook live and I pay close attention to the questions people ask. So you're watching for that recurring question that's coming up. Perfect. Okay. What's next? Okay, so you've got your webinar topic. The next thing when we're talking about this pre-time during a webinar is that you need to promote it. And the two best ways to promote a webinar, number one, if you have an email list, you're sending out webinar invites. One is not enough, so send out at least two. And in your webinar invite, you're talking about why it's important and what they're going to learn and what's in it for them. So we send out a few webinar invites to our entire list. So don't just send it out to a segment. You never know who might be interested cast a wider net with your email list in the beginning, and then you can start narrowing that down. Quick question. Why did you say two? So I said, actually, we send three. I said two because one is not enough in the sense that not everyone's going to pay attention the first time you send that email. And typically when we do webinars, we'll do a few of them live, the exact same webinar, but a few of them live to give people date and time options. So you're going to have a little extra time to send that second invite to maybe get them on your second or third webinar. Okay, perfect. Keep going. All right. And so the the email invites are important. The second thing is social media. So getting on a Facebook Live, teaching a, a quick tip or strategy, and then the call to action being, hey, I've got a webinar. If you liked this, you're going to love my webinar. Come join me. So doing Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Insta Stories, whatever works best for you, but talking about it. And we usually about 10 days before the webinar is live, we start signing up people. 10 to 7 days is that sweet spot. So for 10 to seven days, you'll hear me talk about my webinar on how to create and launch a profitable digital course from scratch. So you'll hear a lot about it because this is the most important time. Get people on those webinars. And if you have the money, running paid advertising directly to your webinar opt-in page is also a very good idea. Okay, question. When you're going live, are you picking something that's actually from your webinar deck or are you picking something different? So I do both. And and to make it easy, if you choose something from your webinar deck, you might want to tell a new story that you don't plan on telling on your webinar, or mm. you might want to have a little bit of a twist to it. We don't want a lot of redundancy here, right. but it's okay with a little bit of overlap for sure. Or you could say, okay, well, what would make somebody really want to get on this webinar? Maybe I can teach something not in the webinar, but related to it. So you, you've got both options there. How long are you typically going live with these live experiences? Is it really short or is it long? 
So we typically suggest like a 20 minute, 30 minute if you're going to add a Q&A. So you could keep them pretty short, 15, 20 minutes, add a Q&A, maybe another 10 minutes. Now, for me, because I have a big audience, I go a full hour because I have tons of Q&A, like questions come in. I'm very fortunate in that sense. So I could go well beyond an hour. But I actually think the replay is so important with the Facebook Live. Keep it shorter. More people are likely to watch the replay. So have you already thought about what kind of live videos you're going to do in preparation for this webinar that you're going to be doing? I have. Do you have any topics? Yes, I have every single thing figured out. So let me give you an example. Today I did a Facebook Live. I typically do every Tuesday for about 60 days. I'll do Facebook Lives. That's Remember, I've been doing this for 11 years. I have a bigger business, a bigger team. If I was starting out, I might do it 30 days before my first webinar every week, once a week. So for four four weeks, Mm -hmm. I would do Facebook Lives. Let me give you an example for me. Today, I did a Facebook Live about what it takes to shift from the nine to five or client work or consulting work into digital courses. What kind of mindset shift you have to make? What strategy shifts you have to make? How do you have to change your habits? How do you have to change your relationships? I speak really big level. Like, what is this going to look like? So they can start to see their lives shift from one-on-one client work that they're not loving per se into creating a digital course they could sell over and over again. So that's one of the topics. Real quick, it sounds like almost like these are mini webinars, except they're done over live. But and the call to action is to get on the webinar. Am I right? The call to action is to get on the webinar if we're in that 10 day window before the live webinar. Uh, so right now, the call to action would be a quiz I created or a freebie of some sort. So I always do want a, some kind of list builder in the mix. We call this the pre-launch. Right. So I would do some list building in the 30 days leading up to inviting people on my webinar. If the webinar registration page is open and we're within 10 days of that, then you would recommend some sort of blitzkrieg of live video talking about various things that might, the natural next step might be covered inside the webinar. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, a hundred percent. And just remember, don't make it complicated. Telling stories, sharing your experiences just to pique people's interest enough to get on that webinar. That's good enough. That works. Okay, good. So I know I interrupted your flow. Where else were you going to go? Well, you're going to choose your webinar topic. You're going to promote it. And the last thing I want to talk about in this pre-phase is that you've got to put a focus on getting people on live. So what we're seeing right now is about 30 to 35% of the people that sign up for your webinar will actually show up live. The good news is that used to be 20 to 25%. We're seeing more and more people actually show up live. But you're probably thinking, Amy, I worked so hard to get people on this webinar. How do I get more people to show up live? And what we do in my business is we create one freebie that we call it the show up live freebie. Hmm. And so what we've done is like for this webinar that I'm going to be doing, we created something called the Lead Magnet Promo Super Pack. I know it's a mouthful. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So if you show up live for my webinar, no matter if you buy or not, you just got to show up live. Automatically, you'll find a link on the live webinar in the comments area. We can pin it to the top just to talk about exactly how that works, where you click it and it's a really valuable freebie where we teach you how to take the lead magnet you created and promote it on social media. Like we give you email templates and swipe file and all of that. The reason we put so much effort into this is we know if somebody shows up live, 
five, they're more likely to buy. Even if they only stay for 20 or 30 minutes and have to jump, they're more likely to buy when they get my emails after the webinar. So getting them on live is really important. So it's worth spending time to create a show up live bonus. Where do you convey the show up live bonus? Like how do you let them know that that's there? Great question. Two places. Number one, in the email invite, there's like a, hey, P.S., if you sign up and show up live, get ready for a really cool template pack that we've created. So we mention it in the webinar invite. Oh, that's cool. Number two, before people actually get on the webinar, we send a series of emails like, hey, it's coming up. It's in two days. It's in one day. It's in 15 minutes. It's going to be in the P.S. of those emails as well. And then number three, you'll hear me talk about it on social. Like I've got this webinar. I can't wait to see you there. And by the way, if you show up live, I've got the template pack super pack or whatever it's called. Ah, I better get the name right. Yeah. So some people are like, holy cow, this is a lot of work. But here's the thing, people. This works. Amy has proven that this works, right? So creating a freebie only for those who show up live, going live on the social platforms and promoting it with the call to action. These are things most people don't do. Sending multiple invites, right? All these things combined ensure that more people are there and thus increases your conversions. Am I right? It's true. And I want to just take a quick moment to say one thing. When I've done webinars years and years and years for years, I didn't always have the show up live bonus. So I'm teaching you all things that are really cool ways to add to your strategy. But what I tell my students is when you're showing up for the first time, doing your first webinar, promoting your first course, you don't need all these bells and whistles. This is something to know, put in your back pocket, but you don't need to do your first time out. And one more thing I'll tell you, Mike, is that I have so many success stories from students who've made $10,000, $20,000, $50,000, $100,000 with their very first course of their launch or launch of their course, and they did not follow every single strategy I taught them. They did what they could do. So just know Digital Course Academy and how I teach webinars, it's something that you get to do over and over again and grow into. You don't need to do all of it to be successful. We probably should have said something earlier, but what's great about Amy's method is that She's only promoting the webinar to her list. And if people haven't registered for the webinar, they're not going to find out necessarily about Digital Course Academy. Is that correct? That's correct. So we primarily focus on anybody who actually signed up for the webinar. So this means that Amy has built a very successful business only using webinars. So if you are sending like, 15, 20 emails to your entire list every time you're promoting something, you don't need to do that with this model. This model allows you to just promote a couple times a free experience that is educational and then the selling only happens to those who are actually (laughs) registered, right? It's so true. And that's a big deal. And one little caveat is now that I'm more sophisticated in my marketing and have been doing this for so long, we'll mention that Digital Course Academy is live when the doors open, but I can promise you the conversions come from the webinar. The conversions come from people that are getting my emails. They're not coming from sending people from social media to a sales page. I actually don't even think that strategy works. We make people aware, but it's definitely not something that we double down on. Cool. So let's transition to the live experience. Yes. Go for it. Okay. So when you do a live webinar, there are three different stages of a live webinar. We call it the three P's. So possibility, path, 
and promotion. So I'm going to break those down for you just briefly here. So when you start a webinar, it's all about the possibility. And by possibility, what I mean by that is you're painting a picture really early on in your webinar about what is possible for them in their life, whether it's to lose weight or to fix their relationship or to build a business, whatever it is you're eventually going to sell, you're painting the possibility in the first few minutes of the webinar. So you're getting them excited about, again, a new understanding, a breakthrough, a new way to think, a new decision they need to make. So right away, you're painting that picture. Why is that important? The, the reason it's important is that you want to make people excited to stay throughout your entire webinar. Mm. And so if they think that they're going to learn something that they really want to learn and that this is a possibility for them, they're more engaged and they're more likely to stay until the end. In addition to that, I do something that I only started to do last year, but in the first five minutes, I teach a really quick new strategy. So I'm gonna tell you what I do in my webinars. If you join me on a webinar, I'm giving it away, so act surprised. But I do something called a post-it note party in the first five minutes. And I don't say go do it, I just teach them how to do it so after the webinar they can try it. And it's basically how to outline your first digital course using post-its in 30 minutes. Because one of the objections is, oh my gosh, that feels like so much work to create create your digital course. Once you have an outline, it gets a little bit easier. So in the first five minutes, I, I say, let me give you the post-it note party that you could do after the webinar. This is how you get started. But the reason I do that is that it feels doable to people because it is. And if something feels doable, they're more likely to go on this journey with you. So this is just something to kind of pay attention to. What could you share in the first five minutes that people are like, okay, this this is cool. This is for me. I'm in the right place. This feels doable. I love this because first of all, exploring what could be, right? What's yes. possible and actually being in a beginning when they're most attentive, right? And you're feeding them the possibilities of what they could achieve. And they're beginning to ponder whether or not that's true, right? And then you give them a uh, something they can do that's effortless, right? That's easy, that begins that flywheel in motion so that they can move from possibility to reality, right? Exactly. I mean, you sum it up so well. Well, it's easy after I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. So you're doing this in the first five, 10 minutes of the webinar. Now, you also are going to introduce yourself, but not before you do this quick, like, let me show you how doable this could feel to you, mm. because it's more important that they feel they're in the right place than you introducing who you are. The biggest mistake I see on webinars is people paying, taking five, 10 minutes talking about themselves. Nobody cares that much. It's just the truth. And so my secret here is that I'll share a picture of my husband, Hobie, my dog, Scout, my son, Cade. It's very very, very quick. And I'll just say I live in Southern California. This is my family. I've been doing this for 11 years, da, da, da. Then I move right into my credentials. I'll say something like I've made over $30 million with eight digital courses and welcomed 40,000 students into my courses over the last 11 years. I say that part to say, look, I know what I'm talking about here. I've gotten results. I'm going to show you how. Now, remember, I've been doing this for 11 years. I made great revenue on webinars when I didn't have those big credentials. You just want to share why you know what you know and why, why you're teaching it here today. So don't think you need huge numbers like mine in order to make that work. So 
right away, you're doing the thing in the very beginning that feels doable. Then you're moving into who you are and then you're reiterating that possibility. Let me remind you what's possible for you. From there, you're moving right into the path. That's the second phase of a live webinar. Okay, real quick. How long do we spend about average on that first section, the possibility? I would say 10 minutes. If you can get that done in 10 minutes, that's ideal. Okay. 15 minutes, max, max, max. Okay, cool. So then you're moving into the path. And the path is the most important part of your webinar. When I say they walk away feeling excited, inspired, and driven to take action, it's because of what I'm teaching them in the path. The path is where you teach and offer value. So the teaching happens through what I call pillars. A pillar might be a step, a secret, a strategy, a key, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to teach and add value in order to reframe your attendees' current belief or understanding into a new understanding, a new decision, a, a new mindset shift. So that's what you're doing in the path. So let me go back to my example. I told you that I'm going to teach you the five behind the scenes secrets to generate revenue year round with a digital course. So my path is five secrets, behind the scenes secrets. So I'm going to give you give you an example of what those might be. I teach how I record digital courses and I surprise people with how simple it can be. Now, why I do that is I take them behind the scenes and show them how I actually record and edit my own digital courses. But also, I do that because I want them to say, wait, I, I can do that too. That actually feels doable. Remember, every time in a webinar when you're teaching, you want people to see themselves actually doing it. So another one of my secrets is around webinars. And I talk about some of the elements you want to include in a webinar. So they start to understand, oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I know why you would include this or that in a webinar. Real quick question. It seems to me that we're doing multiple things here, right? We're giving someone actual things that they could take away, whether they decide to buy or not. But we're also demonstrating your knowledge, right? And your expertise so that they can say, well, wow, there's got to be a lot more where that came from, right? Completely. And one more I'll add to that. And I know, guys, this sounds like a lot, but let me tell you, it's easier if you just keep it simple in the beginning. But another thing you're doing on a webinar when you're teaching with your pillars, your steps, your secrets, is that you're answering objections. Hmm. So, for example, one of the objections a lot of people have to creating a digital course is they feel like maybe they're not expert enough. Maybe they don't know enough to create a digital course. And one of my secrets is you just need a 10% edge. You need to have gotten results for yourself or someone else and be 10% ahead of those you teach so that you can show them the way. So wow. right away, I address an objection with one of my secrets. Perfect. Okay, cool. So keep going. All right. So from there, the path is that. That's where you're teaching. And if you could get that into 20 minutes, that would be ideal. So let's say if you do four different steps, maybe five minutes each, you're using images. You're not staying on any slide too long. This is not where you go death by bullets, where you have 10 bullets on a page. And you're not going super deep either because you're covering a lot of things, right? Right. You're not going super deep, but they're shaking their head like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I could see myself in that. Okay. So you're going through this path. Then you get to the third section of the webinar, which is the promotion. Great webinars convert into sales. So here you're going to introduce the benefits of your course and clearly paint an inspirational picture of the opportunity that you've created for them 
inside your digital course. So the goal of the promotion, of course, is to present an irresistible offer. And now that they have a new understanding or a new belief or a new mindset shift, now they're more open-minded to say, okay, I get it. Now show me how to do it. The how is your digital course that you're selling on a webinar. So how long do we spend on this section? And is it natural that people are going to drop off at this point? Some yes. people? So one of the keys that I'm so glad you asked this question is you want to get to the promotion part of your webinar by 45 minutes to 50 minutes in, because if people are only going to stay for 60 minutes, you want to make sure that they have heard your promotion. So if if you walk away from this episode with nothing else but this one thing, if you're going to do webinars, get to the selling portion of your webinar at least by 45, 50 minutes in. Most people will at least stay for the 60 minutes. Minutes. And if you do it after the 60 minutes, you have lost a huge part of your audience. How long do you spend promoting? So I spend a good 20 minutes promoting and then I go into a live Q&A. So most of my webinars are 90 minutes. But if you stay for 60 minutes, you can then decide if this course is right for you. Then likely people I have hundreds of people that stay till the very last minute, because if they're interested in buying your course, they're interested in hearing you answer the questions about the course. But the Q&A is kind of extra after the 60 minutes. So I would imagine there's only a certain small percent that are going to buy during the live webinar. So there's got to be some really comprehensive post-webinar stuff that we should be talking about. Is that accurate? Let's get into it. Cool. So you're Totally right. And the thing is, let's say if you convert between three and 12% on a live webinar, it really is a huge percentage because it depends on how warm your audience is. Those are all amazing conversions for the record, right? Because like an ad usually doesn't convert that well, right? No, no. So it really is. And like when on my best webinars, we've converted at 20, 25%, which is like mind blowing, but that's a really engaged audience. So just know the more you do, the better you get. Right. So with that, Now you've got all these people who either were live on your webinar and didn't buy yet, or they didn't show up for the live webinar. Now the magic happens. This is where you do not quit. If you want to leave tons of money on the table, you will stop here. But if you don't want to do that, you will move into the post webinar phase. Do you feel like you can make 50 more percent or whatever? Yes. Okay, good. That's important to know. Keep going. So this is like, this is definitely where you're going to make the money as well. And so here's what happens. You are going to put together an email sequence. You're going to send out the replay within 24 hours of the live webinar, and you're going to send out the replay. And in that email, you can recap the offer and just say, hey, if you missed it, here's what you missed on the webinar. And by the way, I introduced my brand new program. Here's what it's about. Go watch the webinar to check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. From there, you're going to move into creating emails that either tell a story of a case study or a testimonial or tell a story that you have. There's different emails you could send, a case study email. You can send an email where it breaks down every module and what they get. We call that a feature email. So you could send that. You can send an email that talks about what their life will look like. We call that future pacing. There's a lot of different types of emails you send. But let me tell you, friend, you're going to send more emails than you're comfortable with. And this is something I was taught early on in my career that you can't just send two emails and then you're done with it. Let's say you've got five or six more days until the cart closes. You're going to send four to five emails before that cart closes. Or more, right? 
or more. Yes, I was trying to be conservative. I mean, sometimes you could send three on the last day, right? Which I do. Yes. So I remember vividly when a good friend of uh, mine, Stu McLaren, said, if you send three emails on the final day, you're going to see so much of a difference in your sales. And I thought three emails was crazy. (laughs) And I did it. And I've never turned back. Now, to be very clear, you could segment your audience on the final day because urgency and scarcity, time is running out, doors are going to close, is a must when you're selling a digital course. I don't care if you use a three-part video series, a challenge or a webinar. If there's not a timeline, then you are not going to get people's attention. And so I really do believe in cart open and cart close. I'm going to give you all a tool. It's called Motion Mail. You can look it up. It's an app you can use in email. So there's an actual timer that is literally ticking when people open up the email, telling them how much time they have left. It's powerful. And so we use Motion Mail, these timers in our emails saying, okay, you've got 24 hours left, you got two hours left or whatever it might be. But on the final day, we send multiple emails and you can segment, meaning let's say you send an email early in the morning, anybody who opened that email that didn't buy, you could send them the second email. So you, you could, if you want, not send it to people that aren't opening, you could do whatever you want, just experiment. One of the questions I have is, are you somehow tagging people that show up versus registered or are you just sending everybody who's registered these messages? So when you're brand new and doing your first webinar, don't segment. Just send one email. It gets too complicated and overwhelming. As you get more advanced in your marketing and feel more confident, yes, you will send after the webinar, you'll send an email to all those who attended to thank them for attending and remind them of the offer you just made. And you'll send another email to the non-attendees saying, hey, I know you missed it. Life gets busy. I get it. You've got 48 hours to watch the replay. Here you go. The different conversation is powerful. It's overwhelming for a marketer when they're just starting out. Do you find that um, sending an email that summarizes some of what was in there, like notes or whatever is useful, or would you rather have them watch the video so that they can kind of experience the entire thing? I like the idea of sending notes and almost using it to pique their curiosity, give them just enough that they feel like, ooh, that's good, but not so much that they feel like they don't need to watch the replay. But I like that. I've done that in the past. We've done so many different strategies, but one time we did cliff notes of the webinar and we actually attached it to the webinar that they could download it to the webinar replay email. They could download the Cliff's notes and then encourage them to go actually watch the replay. So there's so many cool things you could do with it. Do you email immediately after the webinar is over with? You wait till the next day. It depends on when the webinar is. If we do a 10 a.m. webinar, 10 a.m. Pacific, ideally, if we could get that webinar out by that afternoon, a webinar replay email out by the afternoon, we want to. But I'll tell you, one of the things that gets in the way is technology. Downloading the actual webinar, uploading it to a webinar replay page takes a while. And so, and especially the way we record it with really high quality. So sometimes we just don't have the time to do it. And it will be the next morning. Do you say that this video recording will only be available until this day, which is usually days before the closing of the course? Yes. So that there's some urgency for them to go watch it? I really do think you should have a countdown timer on the replay page and either you can decide I'm only going to make this uh, available 48 hours or I'm going to make it available until the cart closes. Usually when you're just starting out, just make it until the cart closes. But a countdown timer on that page is valuable. Wow. I'm scratching my head. I'm scratching my head because I could ask a million more questions, but I'm not going to. And I know everybody's like, no, keep asking her. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) I want to honor Amy's time. 
Amy, first of all, this has been amazing, solid gold. I mean, I am going to be taking these notes and thinking about how I can, you know, employ this uh, with my next course that I'm going to be doing. But I know that there's a lot of people uh, here that want to track you and discover more about where they can, you know, learn more about you. Where do you want to send them? Well, thanks so much for asking. So one of the best places to start with a webinar is nailing down your webinar topic. I just kind of scratched the surface, but there's a strategy for this and you could get it done quickly. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash webinar topic, so amyporterfield.com forward slash webinar topic, I'll show you step-by-step how to choose the best webinar topic that is sure to convert. Amy Porterfield, on behalf of all of my listeners, I just want to say thank you for coming on and not holding anything back and and really providing exceptional wisdom that I know anybody who listens to this is going to find super value from. So thank you again. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, was that amazing or what? If there's anything that was mentioned and you missed it, we took all the notes for you. Simply go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 421 And if you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. If you've been a longtime listener to this podcast, would you let your friends know? I am at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.